for the Drunken UX Podcast. I am Michael Feenan, and this is Real-Time Overview. Get it? Real-Time Overview. It's an analytics pun. And thanks for tuning in. I guess clicking in. Clicking in? Tuning in. I guess tuning in isn't quite the right nomenclature for a podcast, is it? Well, at any rate. Real-Time Overview is being designed as a show that sits in between episodes of the Drunken UX podcast to provide our listeners with some content about what's going on on the web, in the news, and give you some little quick hitter, bite-sized chunks of information. And as always, everything that we talk about will have links in the show notes back at our website at drunkenux.com. Our first story of the day comes to us from the kind folks at WordFence who are reminding everybody that if you have WordPress 4.9.3 installed, be sure you go and manually update to 4.9.4. Why manually, you ask? Well, 4.9.3 included several changes that were meant to reduce the number of API calls that WordPress made when doing automatic updates. Now, somehow, these changes, which were designed to improve the update process, actually broke it. So be sure to go in and make the update to point four, because point three will not be making that update on its own. TechCrunch is reporting that Mixpanel has alerted clients that some of them may have been affected by a bug that was causing their platform to accidentally pick up passwords from users that were being tracked by their system. Now, Mixpanel is an analytics platform that dovetails with some of the work that Google Analytics does by covering the ground that Google doesn't, namely being able to track individual users in detail with personally identifiable information. This, of course, is extremely useful for marketing uh, questions and solving problems. However, their platform had an update that was released in 2016 for auto-tracking elements that came into conflict with an update released by React JavaScript in March of 2017. As a result, some of their clients saw users with passwords that were getting picked up by their system. Now, Mixpanel has said that they are destroying that data and that there was no data compromised during this process. However, if you are a Mixpanel user, you should definitely go in and check and make sure that you are not subject to this and be sure that you are updating your SDK if you are updating it manually. Bloomberg is reporting that Twitter shares have soared after showing surprising sales gains and their first actual profit. Now, Twitter has been around, of course, for years, but they've been operating at a loss that whole time. So this is great news for them and certainly good news for anybody who is watching social stocks at the moment, especially in light of current Wall Street conditions. Twitter still needs to overcome some challenges in the market, such as their share of online advertising, which comes in at about 0.8%, and also market saturation, as they haven't seen real growth in the last year of U.S. users. Whether or not they can sustain this and utilize new video content and updates to their timeline, including things that they've done recently, such as the 280 character increase, it remains to be seen. But hopefully this will reflect well, not just on them, but other companies who are looking to capitalize on that market share. (laughs) 
Marley Mezbov has an article posted over at UX Planet called People Don't Scroll and Other Page Length Myths. Now, many of us have had these conversations, whether it's with coworkers or, or managers, clients, or maybe other designers or developers about whether or not good content should exist down a page where people have to scroll to get to it. This article reviews several of those, gives you some talking points, and reviews that idea that people will scroll for good content and the right length for a page to be is the length necessary for the content you created. Happy birthday, Instapaper! As of January 28th, they're celebrating a decade of helping people read articles in a simpler format. Ten years ago, we didn't have the App Store, we didn't have Google Chrome, we didn't have Android. This predates tools such as Pocket, such as Evernote, and while I am a Pocket user myself these days, I did get started on Instapaper and appreciate everything they did to sort of set up that idea of saving articles to read for later. They competed with folks like Delicious, they've survived several purchases and mergers with other companies before landing at their eventual home over at Pinterest. Fast Company Design is reporting on Microsoft interns who built an app that turns napkin sketches into layouts. Now this is pretty interesting, it's a project that is coming out of the Microsoft Garage where a group of developers got together. They went around and looked at a bunch of developers' notebooks, people who were doing physical sketches of UIs, uh, and figured out a way to take that and use an AI type of process to turn those wireframes into functional prototypes that people could code around. The system is called ink to code it's still very early, but it's a very promising technology that looks to kind of bridge that gap between analog design and a digital product. If you use a build process, you'll be interested to know that Design Moto has an update that announces TypeScript 2.7 has been released. Now, TypeScript is a programming language that extends JavaScript in a way that compiles down so that a browser or whatnot can use it, but you can use better coding practices. It's very common with tools like Gulp or Grunt or Gradle. Nothing super exciting necessarily about this, but it is a product update, and it's one that if you do use a build process, you'll want to look at the tools you're using and potentially update the version of TypeScript that you are using. Finally today, Google is going to be adding a feature to Chrome that is going to build in the function of lazy loading of images. Now, not just images, they actually are including images and iframes in this. And the idea extends upon a practice that many developers have used to speed up their web pages, where they don't load any images that haven't been seen yet or that exist below the fold. Also interesting given the article on UX Planet that we mentioned earlier. So what they're looking at doing is building a function into the browser itself that will keep images and iframes from loading until the user scrolls the page to see them to increase page load times and reduce the amount of data used not just at the browser but specifically for mobile devices. Thanks for listening to Real Time Overview. For the Drunken UX Podcast, I am Michael Fiena, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to give us any kind of feedback, please check us out. You can come to drunkenux.com slash slack. We're also on Twitter or Facebook at slash DrunkenUX. Let us know how you feel. Let us know what you think worked or didn't work, what you would like to hear more of or less of. This will all go into making this segment do better, and we look forward to talking to you in the next episode.
of the Drunken UX Podcast.